aside from a house or a car specifically, what is the most expensive thing you own? Wendy? A car. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. Name something that's better than being rich. Poor. Besides a bird, something in a bird cage. Hamster. Something that comes with a summer storm. Snow. Something Russia's famous for, Bob. Russians. Something a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house. Rob! Naked Grandma! Reason you might stay indoors on a beautiful day. Because it's raining? Name something you might buy that could turn out to be phony. Yeah, a horse. Name a time that most people get up. In the morning. A time most people go to bed. At night. This is the 7 at 11 on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Do I bring us in? Or do I don't know. In? I don't know. It's uncomfortable. Uh, you know, this this happened for a six-week period about eight, about seven years ago. I think it was when Chewy was able to successfully knock out the NFL teams that had won two Super Bowls, I think it was. I don't know if it was back-to-back or two Super Bowls. There were seven teams, and Chewy got it. And so then all of a sudden I was on the spot as he started asking questions, which each week he would ask a question and there were flaws in all the questions he asked. But I was able to go seven for seven after like three or four weeks and quickly reverse the uh, the show and get it back to where I was asking the questions. But I'll, I'll try my best not to have a chewy moment, but I, it's, you know, it's more work than people think. Coming up with the questions, yeah, you're saying? Yeah, and gathering the information. But it's also tougher to be put on the spot than people think also. Yeah, trust me, I know. But, you know, it only it didn't take me too long. I mean, it took Chewy how long? How many years? It took Chewy like 10 years. And it took me... Like two. I mean... A year and a half, maybe. I mean, Chewy was, Chewy was here a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. Chewy left in June of 2020. So. Now, I will say, when the show started, it was from 8 to 10. So yeah. the segment was called The 9 at 9. So it, I had, it I, wasn't the seven at eleven. He had to get nine, but you you would have you would done pretty well at the nine at nine with that last question. That last one, I, none of the other ones for sure. Well, I guess we could get rolling here at the seven at you know eleven oh nine. We would say. So Craig, this week we're going to keep it NCAA theme. So this shouldn't uh, be too difficult. This shouldn't be too hard. I want to know from two thousand and one until two thousand and twenty last year, last year's season. Who are the teams that have the most final, final, like the final NCAA championship game appearances in college basketball? Are we talking just men's? Just men's. Just okay. men's. We're not talking women. Men's. men's college basketball. Thank you for that uh, that clarification, Creston. Men's NBA finals appearances. No, no, men's NCAA championship appearances. Not just basketball? No, 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 no. We're talking NCAA. NCAA. We're not talking NBA. We're talking oh, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, I know, but. Wait, wait, you're just talking about teams. So, yeah. like, Duke yeah, could, sure. could be an answer. Yeah, Duke could be an answer. Right, could okay. Be answer. Yeah. And we're not talking about wrestling. We're not talking about... No, we're... Okay. We're the, you know, we have the uh, the champions in one champ week this week, so yes. we might as well go ahead and keep it in that theme. Okay. So, it's, a, it's not a hard question. Okay. I'm going to go... Okay, finals appearances since 2001... In the actual, not Final Four, actual championship game. Championship game. So I feel like, 
I'm surprised there are actually seven that have had three or more. I would think two might get you on the list. Um, I'm going to go with, I'll go with Kentucky. Kentucky is on that list with two. Ooh. Kentucky's only been in two championships? They've, they've only been in two championships since 2001. And they did make the list. And they did make the list. And are there seven or are there more than seven? There's eight. Okay. But you only need to get seven. Okay. Then let's go with Duke. Duke is on that list. Okay. Let's go with North Carolina. North Carolina with four. They are the top team is on that list. Um, Roy Williams retiring. Shout out to Roy Williams. In that time span, they won three national titles. When, and Roy Williams was the coach of all three. Okay. Let's go with Villanova. Villanova is two. Yes, Villanova's on that list. They have two. Okay. Let's go with Florida. Florida. They are not on that list. Florida made it in 2000. Not 2001. They played against Michigan State in 2000, and they lost that championship game. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, wait, wait. Do you think I, I got something messed up here? Florida won back-to-back championships. Oh, maybe I messed up. In, like, 06 and 07. Oh, what, did I miss a year? Florida you missed two years then. Florida might be three. Hold on. Let what? me check. Let I, me check. I, I, I was going to look it up, but I won't pull anything up. Oh, someone's pulling a chewy. They're yes, one weekend. I told you. I, I, you know, when I saw this, you know, I'll scribble this on here. Let's see. Florida 2005. No, that wasn't it. 2000. Look at 2007. Did, did I miss 2007? Did I miss one year? 2006, 2007. I missed, I missed 2006. Back-to-back national championship no, I had, winners. I that one, yeah. 2000, so Florida's probably on that list. So oh, they're probably? They're probably, oh, on now, that, I, they're probably on that list. Oh, now this whole list is feeling a little shakies. Did I miss 2007? Oh, I missed Oh, you know what? I missed a year. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I don't know. You're right. Go ahead. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yep, yep. yep. You're on the list. There's 90s. <laughs> Okay, wait, now we're up to nine teams? There's nine teams on that list. I tried to cut Florida off by cutting off the year 2000. All right, go ahead. Okay, but they still right, but they still were there even if you cut off 2000. They're, yeah, they still, okay. they're still there, yeah. Okay, so right, now what do we have? We have five, correct? You, you have five. You have North Carolina. You have Duke. You have Villanova. You have Florida. Oh, I'm supposed to be checking this off. You have Kentucky. Let's yes. See here. Is that five? Yes, that okay. is five. I should check that off. That is five. All right. All right. So you have two. You have two more teams, and you have what, like three choices or something like that. I, I guess I would have four choices. You but have four choices. Let's there see. It is. I'm a little shaky on this one, but I am going to go with Kansas. Kansas is on that list. Okay. So now, told you it was an easy one. Well, this is now. It's it's basically money time now, right? Yeah, it's money time it's because it's one. it's. It's six out of six. Yeah, trying to go seven for seven in, the, in my first seven at eleven. Here. I mean, this is this is pretty easy. Um, oh, now you're saying that? No, I said, I said I said coming in this was an easy list. But I I don't know. I mean, there's there's so many directions that you could go, right? Because we know we know it's not going to be Wisconsin, you know, because nope, they just made not, one. It's not Wisconsin, right? I'm saying we we know that, um, and so. As you go to the final answer, I have I have one in mind, but I don't 
It's probably it. Just say it. I don't feel like they're. Oh, I. You know what? You know one. I'm gonna go with Butler. Oh, that's a good one. They're, yep, that's it. They're seven. Congratulations. Because I knew Butler had two uh, in a row where they There you go. See? Nice and easy for you. All right. You can have the control back. I have won it in one week. In one week. I made it easy for you. By the way, was UCLA one? No, they were not. Okay. UCLA did make it to one. They made it to a few Final Fours, and I knew they had one championship that was real low scoring. But they did not win that championship game. No, no, no. They lost that one. Right. But we weren't doing wins. No, we weren't doing wins. Okay. So who were the other two? Because the other two would have been... The other two would have been you had Michigan, and then you also oh. would have been able to choose UConn. You, you know, UConn was literally the first one I thought of when yeah. you said this list. Oh yeah, no. So the list wasn't the list wasn't uh. hard. They're all basically except for Butler or Blue Bloods. I could have did the last nat, the seven national champions, which would have probably been a little bit more difficult, but would have been. Yeah. So, but I, you know. I, so does that mean I get control back yeah, for next take, week? You can take control back. It's more fun when you do it. Wow! 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 All right. Um, I'm a nice guy like But that. at least, I mean, you got to give me a little street cred that like, hey, I put myself out there and I just knocked it out. Yeah, you or did. Or you could be like, oh, it was an easy no, list. No, you no, you did. No, hey, it's hard getting put on the spot like that. And you knocked it out. You ran You ran the table. You All right. The table. I, well, there it is. You're there, 7 there at you 11. Uh, we will, uh, and those are all people who made it to the one championship game, which it is one champ, that's all week. Brought to us by Gruber Loft. This is one call, that's all. It is Stanford and Arizona. It is, by the way, it'd be funny if I if I dropped Arizona out of that, the way they've been treated. But that, that should be a fun one uh, tonight. And it'll be Gonzaga versus Baylor, two number one seeds. It is... Uh, Big time, one champ, that's all week. And we will have more, including, is there a shot that you can name besides Michael Jordan's shot that was bigger than what Jalen Suggs did last night? We'll talk about that and more as we roll on. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Carmenson on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Prayers up, right? Yes, yes. Uh, DMX um, in what seems like critical condition or on life support. That is the uh, vocalist that you are hearing uh, right here. 50 years old, uh, DMX. Uh, Earl Simmons, his actual name, suffered a heart attack uh, last night or two nights ago. Yeah, I think two nights ago. Two nights ago. And uh, in uh, very critical condition, uh, fighting for his life, 50 years old. Uh, one of the most distinctive voices. I don't know if I, I don't know for me, like that's the thing that I always thought about with DMX is just his voice. Like, it's just so distinctive. It, that's exactly what it is. Very distinctive, very aggressive tone and rapping as well. So he was, he was a good rapper back in what the, the was it the early like turn of the turn of the uh, new millennium new century. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you could find anything that was clean. <laughs> That, got, that was my worried about DMX. He got he, a lot of clean stuff though, DMX. He had some radio cuts, man. Yeah, he had some good stuff. Rough Riders were the thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
Um, speaking of rough, uh, you watched the Brewers last night? I did, man. That was a that was a pitching duel until I mean, I guess it still was going into the end. Still, it was yeah. But that was like there was a game last year against the Twins where they almost got no hit, right? Uh, they, I think they did it. Uh, Maeda, did they? Did they get no hit last year? They silently got no I, I hit. I thought they last won year. that game. Oh, that okay. They might have came back and won that game. There was another game they got no hit, but I think uh, I was, <laughs> maybe that was all of twenty. No. Is there a chance the Brewers got no hit for the entire twenty nineteen season? It, uh, trust me, I worked the game. I was bored up in a lot of those games. And it, I, right? it felt like it. I don't think they had any hits in twenty nineteen. Right? Uh, very, like very few. They, but, they had like a team batting average of like one seventy four last year. They were they were bad. And so l- last night, does that then? Does that then put us back there, or do you write that off to, hey, that was just one of those fluky, both pitchers pitching no-hitters through six innings, or do we have to sweat now that this could be another year where the Brewers can't hit at all? I wouldn't panic early. I mean, Jose Barreros is a, a very, very good pitch. I mean, both those guys are – obviously, they, they, they can get it up there throwing that heat. So, I mean, I wouldn't panic quite yet. Um, but no, no. Let's let's give it let's give it a month before we wonder about this team and their ability to hit. Because you know I'm I'm big on this on this squad this year. Like I I am a I'm all in on the Brewers. But I just I'm just saying when you know all of a sudden you look out through uh, two games, you know what their team batting average is one seventy six. <laughs> so. Um, as I said, I do not think I'm with you. Don't overreact. The Atlanta Braves are hitting 123 right now, and I, I think most people would take the Atlanta Braves' chances uh, in the National League. So I don't think we could uh, overreact. Corbin Burns looked awesome. Uh, yeah, Woodruff did not look as good. Uh, you know, you know, it's completely sharp and threw a lot of pitches and couldn't go as deep into the game in Game One. But I don't think uh, I don't think we could overreact to the first place Brewers uh, at one and one in the National League Central. So um, we're we're still all in there, right? Oh, I'm I'm still all in. I still they have I think they have a great team. They're great defensively, and I mean if Burns is pitching like that this year, and we'll see exactly how Adrian Hauser, who pitched pretty decently, and and then Brent Suter Brent Suter came in and he he pitched well. I mean I'm not too worried yet. You talking about the first place place Brewers right now, or are you talking about the last place Brewers? Are they tied? They're or? both. Everyone's one and one in I'm, the I'm talking in, about the, in the NL Central or I'm, the third place Brewers. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I am. I'm tied for. The, I, I'm. I'm going with that. But also, really quickly, so the Brewers got no hit twice last year. No, did they? No, that's not possible. Cubs, is it? Mills, no hits. Brewers for baseball second. No, oh no, okay, no, they got no. They almost got no hit twice. Okay, yeah. Kenta Maeda, I think he took it maybe to the eighth, and I believe you are right. They came back. Yeah, the Bre- Brewers definitely came back. I feel like, and at least. Yeah. Took the lead or tied? No, I don't I know think, if they won. I think that was when, because um, I think that's when they won in um, extra innings. I'm always almost positive they were down. That, again, it was some brutal, brutal games working there, Craig. Yeah, that, that was 2020. I, by the way, I was confused on what year it was now. So yeah, Last the year. 2020 Brewers were the ones who, uh, as I said, I mean, they may have. I, I, I know I was kind of exaggerating when I was saying that, but I mean, is there a chance they hit under 200 as a team last year? No, I think there is. No, there's no way. That's that's egregious. In a in a, didn't the, the Brewers make the playoffs last year? Yeah, right? they did. There's no way. All right, I pulled it up. Team batting average for the Milwaukee Brewers not, last year not under 200. They were 26th out of 30 teams. So they hit two what 
223 batting average for the team on the year. Cubs, by the way, by the way, that was second best in their division. What? Oh, the central because the Cubs and Pirates were both 220, and the Reds were 212. If we're talking in Major League Baseball. That so that was NL, we're not talking just NL. We're talking Major League Baseball, correct? I'm saying they were those four teams were four of the worst five in all of Major League Baseball. That is pathetic. And so the Brewers were second in the NL Central. The only team better than them in their division were the Cardinals, who hit 234. But it wasn't like all of baseball was like that. Like the Mets hit 272, the Braves hit 268, the Red Sox hit 265. And the Mets, did the Mets make the playoffs last year? I don't no, think they did. I don't no, think they so. they didn't. So, I mean, that just shows you. The White Sox at 261, you know, just to give you a feel for like uh, a squad that uh, got it done last year that made the playoffs and all that in the regular season. So White Sox hit 261. By the way, the Yankees 247. So, but come on now, 223 for a season. Again, the Brewers got no hit by a guy named Alec Mills. I didn't know who he was before that. Don't know who he is now. I have no idea. Is he still in the major leagues? Is he still is he on the Pirates? He's on the Cubs. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, nah, I. I'm right. I'm writing that game off to my pandemic brain. I, I don't remember that. I, I remember. I remember the them getting no hit, yeah. but I didn't remember that it was Alec Mills. Yeah. No. Uh, he is. Uh, he's pitched one inning so far, so he's a relief <laughs> pitcher, I guess. Now. I. I don't. You know. I don't know. Well, it was I just I was not working that game. Thank goodness. Yes, I was working the one against the Twins. Yeah. Well, fell three well, we will get back into. Uh, Jalen Suggs and the shot he hit. And speaking of which, we'll also get into the Bucks and what's going on out West with them because uh, very interesting to see what's going on in the NBA right now. As we roll on, it is Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. This is what Jalen Suggs was singing when he stood on the on the uh, table after he hit it. This was real big because in a couple months it's gonna be you know big money. He was talking to the gangsters, the men and women, all the different uh, groups that were called out by this uh, vocalist. Yep, he was talking to all of them. Who is this? This is a uh, this is uh, Manny Fresh from um, Big Timers, who are also part of Cash Money. Wait, 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 Manny Fresh? Manny Fresh, remember he's a DJ? Manny remember, Fresh. You remember the song? Uh, drop it, not drop it like it's hot. Um, back that thing up. Yes. He was the guy who produced that. Okay. Um, speaking of which, uh, the Bucks uh, out in uh, California. So there, there's something happened last night that I think is really worth noting when. People who are thinking about wondering if the Bucks are an actual title contender or not. If you look what happened back-to-back nights. First, you had Giannis go for 18 of 18 from two-point range in a game, which Wilt Chamberlain was the only one to ever do that before him. Uh, he was had another 47-point game, which matched his season high. And had a dominating performance as the Bucks, you know, blew out a really good uh, Blazers team on the road. So that's a good sign, right? So then the next night, 
there's no Giannis. And so then it's like, okay, this is a two-person team, right? That's how people think of it. So what's Chris Middleton going to do? Chris Middleton last night played 34 of the 48 minutes in the game. So in those 34 minutes, the Bucks lost to Sacramento by 15 points. The Bucks lost by 15 points in those 34 minutes in that game last night. To me, if you look at this Bucks team and you say, wow, this is now a team that could have Giannis sitting and that Chris Middleton could go four for 16 from the field and this team can win a road game against a Sacramento team that I know people don't think is good, but Sacramento is better than people think. They're starting to, you know, they go through streaks and they start winning games. To me, it speaks to how this team is being reinvented. Jeff Teague got his most extended action. Um, remember, you're still playing without P.J. Tucker. Bobby Portis working his way back from his COVID uh you know, time uh, where he was away from the team uh, because of uh, the COVID relief list um, has a big game, goes eight for 11. But Kyle, you got to be, I mean, Drew Holiday, right? I mean, that right there, that is a total dimension that this team did not have what Drew Holiday brings to this team. And that last night is exactly why when people were upset that the Bucks gave up so much for Drew Holiday, those draft picks basically, I mean, yes, there will eventually be players, but if you look at the the Bucks draft history, the Bucks are just not great at drafting. Like, point blank period. You look at the last 10 drafts, they literally hit it on one person in the first round. Second round, okay. First round, they're not great. And so, the fact that Drew Holiday was able Hey, how about Dante? Oh, okay, sure. Um, you, you'll give you Dante. And so, <laughs> my thing is that Drew Holiday... Came in and he stepped up when Chris Middleton Middleton did play not play well. Drew Holiday showed you the guy that he will be not only in the regular season, but you will get that Drew Holiday in the playoffs as well. You don't have to worry about this guy having some type of issues when it comes to scoring the basketball in the playoffs. EB Eric Blisso, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but when it came to the playoffs, he did not step up. And so having a guy like Drew Holiday who led that team yesterday will get that same Drew Holiday in the playoffs. I guarantee it. Yeah, I mean that that makes them a threat. Right, and we can look at the top of the East. Um, Harper keeps saying that the Nets should be illegal. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Are are you are you with her on that? The Nets should be illegal. You know, I. It makes us a threat to compete against the Nets before our demise. You know, inevitable loss to the Nets. So you're saying there's no scenario where the Nets are beatable by the Bucks. Um, KD. Some people need to be hurt. Uh, The the big. The only thing that I think. By the way, do you know what their record is without KD? I don't, I'm sure they're doing fine with James Harden and Kyrie. Eighteen and three. I'm gonna say I'm sure they're fine. Eighteen and three without Kevin Durant. So it's kind of like when you added Kevin Durant to a 72 win Golden State Warriors team. You're now adding Kevin Durant to an 18 and three Brooklyn Nets team. No, it's it's and it's quite Lamarcus ridiculous. Aldridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite ridiculous, Craig. It's very ridiculous. And so the only way, honestly, the only way is there's two things: injury. Or mental health. So unless they just have a whole falling out where they break down mentally, there's no way. There's no team in the NBA beating the Brooklyn Nets. What about defense? There is no team in the NBA beating the Brooklyn Nets. Healthy, focused, 
and ready to go, there's no team in the NBA even competing with the Brooklyn Nets. There's no, it's impossible, it's literally, it's impossible. You have James Harden and Kevin Durant who went to the NBA Finals as youngins together before they get into their prime. And now they're both in their prime. KD, he's playing well, even though he's coming off an Achilles injury. Kyrie Irvin's who's in his prime as well. And then LaMarcus and Blake Griffin can still play as well. So, I mean, now listen, it is what it is. By the way, did you mention Joe Harris? No, because I don't <laughs> need to mention Joe Harris. And then I don't know if Spencer uh, Dinwiddie's going to come back or not. I know he has that has the knee issue where he partially tore his ACL. And I didn't, it, like, the team's loaded. And and then DeAndre Jordan, is he, is, does he even, does he on, does he play? Uh, yeah. Okay. And he's another guy. So it's like, this is monsters for real. These are the monsters. So a starting lineup of Harden, Irving, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, LaMarcus Aldridge, with Blake Griffin coming off the bench as your sixth man. It's pretty scary, right? That is monsters-esque. How many, many, that should have been the question, how many all-star games combined do do the current Nets have from only seven players? Well, well, six players. Yeah, maybe. I was gonna say. I guess you could, uh, you could. Or how many? How many MVP votes do they have combined? I mean, that is a tough team. So, like I said earlier, I think uh, in in a past show, I think you have to uh, get them earlier rather than later, because I think the you know as they figure it out. They're going to get tougher and tougher. The Bucks aren't. The Bucks are probably going to. I think they're going to solidify themselves. The, the, the Milwaukee Bucks we're seeing now. This is the team who the Bucks are. The team that kind of was up and down a little bit early. This is the Bucks team that you're seeing currently that will probably carry on to the playoffs. The Bucks will probably get to two C. I don't see the 76ers coming up or anybody else coming up. It's the Nets and the Bucks. The Sixers in the playoffs. The Heat maybe in the playoffs. The Celtics maybe in the playoffs. But it is the Bucks and the Nets in that one and two. And you don't think the Bucks could d up those Nets? That we were just talking about, Giannis, so, Drew Holiday. So okay, so who's Chris? Who, who's PJ Hol- Tucker? So who's okay? So who's Drew Holiday holding? Uh, Drew, I guess, would need to be on James Harden. Oh, okay. Then who's holding Kyrie? Dante. Oh, okay. So Dante going to Kyrie. That's what it sounds like. And so so okay. And then Giannis is Giannis is Ding up KD. Giannis is on KD. Okay. And then who is Chris on? Then you got Chris, Chris is on Joe Harris, and then Lamarcus and Brooke or Lamar- PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker's on whoever else is out there. I would I would prefer to put you know I I'm sure PJ Tucker held defend against KD before. Yeah yeah yeah. PJ got to be on one of those three. But the thing is, Kevin Durant is such a long big shooter that you need someone. Giannis is the only one long enough to disrupt that. But he's not going to disrupt it. KD's going to get his. Like Giannis is not stopping KD. Do you really think Giannis can D up KD? I don't think he could stop him, but I think he could disrupt him. Make him work harder? Yes. Oh, okay. Make him work harder to get his 30? Well, if he has to take 28 shots to get his 30, it's better than he has to take 20 shots to get his 30. Giannis is my boy, but uh, okay. KD. Dude, this team is loaded. So you're saying the Nets are illegal? Yes, the the Nets, they're they're illegal. It's a joke. (laughs) It's an absolute joke that these guys who are legit all-stars, legit at a certain point in their career— LaMarcus Aldridge is in the conversation for potentially being a Hall of Famer one day. He's in the conversation. Not oh, saying yeah. he's going to get there. Blake Griffin, probably not because of the injuries. But, I mean, these are guys who were franchise leaders at a point. All coming together. And by the way, at a point, wasn't that lo- far like away, right? Like, no, LaMarcus I'm saying it's Aldridge, not like even Blake Griffin is that far removed from being he was, Blake Griffin. He was, no, he was supposed to be the franchise player. I, I thought the trade was stupid from the jump. But he's supposed to be the guy in Detroit. 
Um, Never worked out. LaMarcus Aldridge, seven all-star appearances. Blake Griffin, six all-star appearances. And his most recent, by the way, 2019. Mm. So it's not like this was like 2014 that Blake Griffin was an all-star. This is egregious. This really (laughs) is. The NBA should have stopped this like they stopped Chris Paul to the Lakers. Come on now. They needed to stop this. This is re- this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And then Andre Drummond goes to L.A. Like, come on, man. I'm. Hey, we got Jeff Teague. Oh, okay. I'm I'm happy, but I mean, what what was Andre you- Drummond? You saw Andre Drummond the other night. Didn't he get hurt? Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny how they got all hyped because he hit a hook shot. I'm like, good. That's all you're gonna get from is hook shots, dunks, and rebounds. And some blocks. Yeah. And some. I mean. All right. So uh, you're you're telling me not to get my hopes up. Hey, I'm not going to tell anybody. I thought you used to be the optimist. I don't know what happened to you, Kyle. You've changed. I'm, I'm optimistic. You have changed. I'm, I'm also living in reality. The the Brooklyn Nets, oh, that team is stacked. Right, but we match Loaded. up well. I'm not saying they're not the favorite. I'm just saying we match up well. How are we going to score with them? Score? Yeah. They can't play D. Okay. Now, right. I mean, they, they have very good defensive players, but they're not elite defensive players. So if so, the Bucks. How okay? Bucks in what? How many all? How how many all NBA defensive appearances do they have versus we have? Right, we got we, Drew Holiday, we got Giannis. I'm not sure if PJ Tucker ever made it, but did I feel like Brook Brook made Brook? Yeah, Brook made, made last Thursday, year. Yeah, I'm telling you, we see see we have that that they don't. Okay, all right. We have the defensive side of things. Hey, hey, Craig, I'm not going to sit here and allow you to even think twice about thinking the Bucks aren't going to make it. You are a minority owner of that team. You shouldn't think anything but them winning the championships. You know they're going to win it, Craig. You and your ownership group and your team are going to bring the title home to Milwaukee. We like to say they're, they're governors and okay. investors. We don't like to use the word owner, but okay. thank you. Governor, investors, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not in those. Uh, I'm not privy to those conversations of what, uh, what we're supposed to be saying. Yes, I know yes, you're yes, my yes. teammate, though. Yes, exactly. There you go. All right, we'll uh, get back into Jalen Suggs as we roll on. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's that time. Yes, it's finally here. Craig makes his picks of the week. You can bet the house on it. Picks of the week on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Presented by Palermo's Pizza, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Can't wait to see what happens next. On ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Well... It is. Uh, was wanted to make sure during that segment that it was the uh, official. We could give it now. That uh, I think minute, we feel. Com- Wait a minute! You were holding out on me. I, I was reading about it during the segment. Well, maybe, maybe I would have. This would have persuaded me, Craig. What are you? What are you talking about here? I'm talking about Drew Holiday has been inked to a four-year extension by the Milwaukee Bucks, according to his agent. Uh, it has been reported that it will be a four-year max extension for Drew Holiday, which I think closes the gap on what you were saying about how the Bucks gave up a ton for him, two first-round picks and two potential first-round pick swaps with the Pelicans, in addition to George Hill and Eric Bledsoe going out in that deal, Sam Merrill uh, coming back along with Drew Holiday in that deal. But for first, it's Giannis. 
And then, as I've been saying, I from the moment Giannis was signed, what I said is I hope that Drew Holiday is able to show people why his signing will then become the next most important thing to signing uh, Giannis. And I think he has over the last few weeks and really excited that uh, Drew Holiday has chosen to want to uh, be part of this team and this community for another uh, four years as he would have been an unrestricted free agent after this season. That, that is very, that speaks volumes, I think, to what the Bucks organization has become o- under these group of governors. Uh, there's just one governor. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, That's ownership. I don't know. what I don't know what you guys say, but it just speaks volumes to where we were under Herb Cole and well, Herb Cole. Well, I think you understand that with the, the, our country's history of ownership, oh, yeah, the, the yeah. term ownership. Oh, I know. And we don't like using that on term. The basketball court. Yeah, ab- yeah. absolutely. Oh, yes. I know, Craig. I yes. know. And so all I'm saying is, is when Herb Cole was in charge of this franchise, thank you to Herb Cole for keeping the team and being devoted and committed to the state of Wisconsin and the yes. city of Milwaukee like he was. But this group has come in and has turned this franchise into quite a business, but also a team that we can really be proud of because they have been successful. Other than year one, this team has been very good. It seems like they've been managed very, very hey, well. Hey, what was wrong with year one? Uh, the Bucks sucked year one. No. What was our record year one? Didn't We weren't good. Were I think we? it was 40 and 42, and we made the playoffs. Okay, maybe not. Okay. Oh, oh there, okay, I'm sorry. Year one was fine then. <laughs> so, year two, I think, was a little so, step back. But, but again, <laughs> This this franchise now has gone from an uh, eight seed or forty and forty you know forty and forty two type franchise or forty one and forty one celebrating to being a very very solid franchise that now are getting players like Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Drew Holiday who has only been here for a half a year a little over half a season to commit long term to the vision that the Bucks have. So kudos to the Milwaukee Bucks, kudos to that ownership group, kudos to the team uh, because this is exciting. This is well, very exciting. I think what you're saying is that. This has become a legitimate destination for elite players in the league, which I don't think we, those of us who followed basketball for the last 20 years, would have necessarily thought it could be. And, you know, Wisconsin has state income tax, right? Not like California and Florida and Texas. Wisconsin has cold weather and the sport of basketball is played during cold weather months. So you're, you know, you're Wisconsin does not have a major market in it, you know, a a top 10 city, a top 15 city in it. Um, But what it has is uh, a new arena. It has a culture. It has leadership that has proven to players that uh, there's a culture that they want to be a part of and a culture that is an unselfish winning culture. And I think you usually see that most things start at the top, and I would say they do. And when I say at the top, I'm talking about Giannis because I think, you know, ultimately Giannis could have chosen to leave, and then the same group that you're talking about that I'm fortunate to be a part of, you know, all of a sudden would be bashed, right? Like, oh, what, you know, you gave up all this stuff, and now Drew Holiday's going to leave, and now Giannis. But but that group, uh, you know, Mark Lazary, Wes Edens, you know, you know, Jamie, Mike, uh, Peter Fagan as team president, you know, they've built those relationships. They've built things the right way, not just with the arena, but most importantly with the team, with the performance staff, with everything to get them to this point where Giannis uh, would choose to stay. And now Drew Holiday, as you said, after 30 or so games, you know, has seen enough to want to have his family here. And, and what a, 
what an asset to this community, Drew Holiday, will be uh, on and off the court, you know. And so this is a major, major thing, you know, and uh, definitely to me closes kind of the gap on that trade. You know, some people might have said, hey, if, if they don't get Drew Holiday to sign, that trade was a mistake. I think that trade was what was needed because this team each year wants to compete for a championship. And that was the next move to try to become legitimate championship contenders, which I know you don't believe this team is this year, but I believe this team is. And I and again, I think the importance of that trade is the fact that, again, I think this this year's draft class, if the Bucks can hit right, and there's a lot of talent out there they can hit right on, the Bucks are a great first-round piece away from, to me, because this Nets team isn't going to be here forever. The next four years, we'll have Giannis, we'll have Drew. Chris will be here. He Chris has three after this year. I'm not 100% sure. Like This team's going to be together for a while. We, we're going to have some chances, but we just need to get a couple, one more piece, Craig. I think we're one piece away. And, I mean, by the way, Jordan Wara can play. I like Jordan. I yeah. like, and he got some tick last night as well. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I, I like Jordan. But, again, I think they – and maybe he develops, but – there's impact players. That's what first round picks are for. The four impact players. There's right. not a lot of them that come out every year. It just seems to me that the but I know the Bucks have not hit on those first round picks who have not turned into franchise players except for Giannis. Right. I think the the one thing I would say is, and I know it's you know it it may be early to say it, but I would also just remember how young Dante Divincenzo is and how early he is in his development when he had injuries each of his first two seasons and last year with the pandemic and all that, he has become this year all of a sudden over 38% three-point shooter. And, you know, uh, you know, all of his numbers are going up. I, I just, I, I don't want to, I don't think you should write off Dante. I will not write off Dante. I think uh, we'll see. We, we, we shall see. Right. And, and again, to be part of a core rotation of a team that can compete at the highest level. We see with the Nets, you need to have a good, uh, an incredible squad. But the Bucks have uh, have made the moves and have shown they're not going to just stand stand back and let other people do things. They're going to be aggressive. They bring in P.J. Tucker and Jeff Teague uh, to add to this team in season after bringing in uh, Bobby Portis and Drew Holiday in the offseason. So, uh, and Bryn Forbes, let's not forget. So... Very exciting. Our Palermo's pick of the week is uh, is going to be the extension that it appears Drew Holiday will be signing. Palermo's, uh, which I did uh, go yesterday, or no, it was two days ago now, with the uh, the cheese, uh, the, the Palermo's thin crust. Uh, it's, it's screaming Sicilian. It's Connie's. It's Urban Pie. No matter what it is, it needs to be from Palermo's family because you have the ability to eat pizza and support an amazing local company. What it, it, you normally you would do just one of those if you could just support an amazing local company providing jobs in our community, or you could eat pizza, you would do it. So why wouldn't you do both? Uh, all choices of pizza that you would want. Go to palermospizza.com, decide which one you want. You're probably not going to be able to limit it to just one, and then go to your grocer's freezer and support local. Wisconsin's hometown pizza is Palermo's Pizza. What a fun way to uh, go out today. Any picks for tonight and tomorrow? Uh, The pick is, uh, no, the pick was uh, Drew Holiday, but I will tell you, uh, the pick is to... uh, to stay up on this uh, this road trip Tuesday night, the game's going to be on uh, TNT uh, against Golden State, and then they have uh, Thursday. Um, they have Dallas, but uh, it is one champ. That's all week. So, 
about your pick, uh, the men's and women's college national championship? I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I like Arizona in the points uh, tonight, big time. And the points. I'm, take, I'm going with Zona too. You think Zona wins outright? I'm, I'm going with Zona too. Arizona catching seven and a half against Stanford tonight. I like in the uh, in the women's game. That game's at five o'clock. A little bit of an earlier start. So uh, make sure uh, to jump on board with that game uh, on ESPN. And then tomorrow, the Zags against Baylor. Baylor's gonna be tough. Yeah, I, I want I want Gonzaga to finally get their title. Well, Baylor has been a juggernaut. I think I like the dogs in that one too. I think I'd take four and a half. Baylor with four and a half. But I think I think Gonzaga, their late game execution, I, I trust them. They they you know, Drew Timmy, I, I just think they have places they can go if they need a basket. I don't know if Kispert's that person in like that big spot. There are a few looks he had last night that I thought he should have made. But with Suggs, I love that point guard matchup. Suggs and Mitchell. Oh, it's gonna be a great game. Great game tomorrow night. Um, yeah, I'll take both dogs with the points and uh, both favorites uh, to win outright there. Thanks. I love it when you do it. <laughs> Thanks to uh, everybody who was a part of it today. Jason Wilde uh, joined us as always. Remember, stay healthy, stay together, survive today, throughout tomorrow. Remember, don't settle. You've been listening to Sunday Karma ESPN Wisconsin. Kyle, send us out. Peace. Peace.